0: This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Glory to God. But we're going to come out of Galatians, the second chapter and the 19th verse today. Hallelujah. So Galatians, the second chapter and the 19th verse. I am reading from the Message Bible today. I felt led to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a more modern day English it is a thought for thought translation it will sound different from your king james version hallelujah but i'm reading from the message bible today before i begin to read amen let's explain the context of what's going on today hallelujah here in the book of galatians amen paul uh has founded a church in the north central area of what we would know as modern day turkey amen country of turkey amen back there it was co- called asia minor hallelujah Glory to God. And here was a group of people, amen, hallelujah, he introduced them to Christ through the gospel message, amen. But upon his departure, amen, there was a group of people called the Judaizers. The Judaizers were people who had a mental understanding of Christ, amen, but felt like it was Christ plus the law that made you righteous, amen. Glory to God. So here Paul is making an argument, amen. To the Galatians, did you get saved through the law or did you get saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. The Judaizers basically were promoting Judaism. Hallelujah. Or a, uh, the, uh, a, a law of works. Amen. In order to become righteous. Amen. Or religion. Amen. As opposed to Paul who told them that Christ had done all the work. Amen. And they were receiving the blessings of righteousness and salvation by grace. So this book is all about law versus grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me say this amen before I move f- further. Amen. You may be challenged in your theology once again about what I'm about to share today. Hallelujah, because all that you and I have learned cuz I learned it as well. Amen. Hallelujah. That it was my good works that made me righteous. Hallelujah. That it was the things I did, amen, and engaged in for many years as a Christian. Most of my Christian life I lived that way, amen, trying to become righteous through the things I did, not understanding what Christ accomplished for me at the cross, amen. So, amen, I will, hallelujah, go forward with the scripture, amen, reading, hallelujah. Please join me, second, uh, excuse me. the second chapter of Galatians, amen, the 19th verse. Once again, I'm reading from the Message Bible. Paul speaks here, he says, what actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God and it didn't work. Sounds like my testimony. So I quit being a law man so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. So he's saying, hallelujah, it's not about me proving myself righteous to you anymore. I know I'm righteous through Christ. Hallelujah. He said, I am no longer driven to impress God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. hallelujah what a bold statement. He says, Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. But it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We got the prophecy today that God gave us his best. His best was Jesus Christ. I'm not going to go back on that. It is not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God. I refuse to do that. To repudiate God's grace. Hallelujah. It is, living, it is a living relationship with God. Could come by rule keeping. Then Christ died unnecessarily. He says in the King James. Hallelujah. He said if righteousness cometh by the law. Then Christ died in vain. Say so it's my testimony. As I did everything in my power. For over 20 years. To be pleasing to God. To be pleasing to fellow christians especially my brethren here at the living waters christian center and the living water well i should say the living waters evangelistic ministries over the years i worked hard to be a christian i did everything that was asked of me and more and i came to a place where i was unhappy did not have the promises of god manifested in my life saw no impact in the lives of others and was broken spiritually. I can identify with everything Paul is talking here. The Galatians had started off by being saved by grace. The Judaizers came in jealous of Paul's liberty in Christ, his relationship with Christ. They had a relationship with a set of rules but but Paul had a relationship with Christ that's not to say that Paul was undisciplined. That's not to say that Paul was reckless, but he had a relationship with Christ. Matter of fact, Paul was the chief rule keeper before his encounter with Christ and on the road of Damascus, where he saw the resurrected Christ. And God, the Lord, turned around Paul to see the truth, and that it's in relationship with Christ and not in rule keeping. Amen. Once again, let me say this is not for us to be reckless, not to be for us to be undisciplined. Amen. Hallelujah. But understanding how the Christian walk works. With all that being said, amen. If we can go to the next slide. Hallelujah. Glory to God, our message today, it is impossible to live the Christian life. Pastor, how could you say that? You're a pastor, you're in the church right now. How is it impossible to live the Christian life? I'm a Christian, I've been a Christian for 30 years, but a Christian for 40 years. I'm telling you, it is impossible in our own strength to live the Christian life. We try, we work real hard like I did, but was I living the Christian life as Christ had intended for me? The results of where it brought me told me no. It is impossible to live the Christian life in your own strength. We're going to talk about it today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Your questions hopefully will be answered today. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus We thank you, we praise you, we bless you for all that are gathered here today. We thank you for those that have joined us online, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, you've tasked me with something that's far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Unveil your plan. Feed and fill your people to overflowing, that they might be impacted by your word, by the gospel message today and be lights in the world that would bring many to Christ in the name of Jesus. Heal today, deliver today, set free today, unveil truth today. Not my will, thy will be done. We thank you, we praise you for your word in advance. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. It's impossible to live the Christian life in your own strength. Matter of fact, God never intended that. Let's go to our next slide. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Does it say the sin problem there? Hallelujah. Okay, I'm one behind. Hallelujah. I never gave you the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. The sin problem. Hallelujah. It's a sin problem. And we believe as Christians how we overcome the sin problem is rule keeping. But often what we find ourselves doing is judging and beating each other up and sending each other to hell, amen, because none of us can keep the rules perfectly all the time. You know with the law, amen, you have to keep it perfect all the time, 24-7, and if you mess up one time, you're guilty of all of it? It's in the book of James. James. And, and, and grace and law don't go together, so hallelujah. You can't say, well, I messed up God's grace. No, 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 no. If you're going to keep the law, you have to keep it perfectly. All the time. There is no grace in law. There is no mercy in law. It's black and white. Do this, do that, and you will be good. But there's a sin problem. We know it, so let's take a look at it, amen. We're going to go to Romans, the fifth chapter, in the twelfth verse. And once again, reading from the Message Bible. Amen. Here Paul is making an argument to the church at Rome about the source of sin. sin. How did the sin problem come to be? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 5 and 12, the Message Bible. It reads... You know the story of how Adam landed us in this dilemma we're in. So who put us in this dilemma? Adam. First sin, then death, and no one exempt from either sin or death. So none of us, apart from Christ, were exempt or freed from sin and death before the death of Christ. That sin disturbed relations with God in everything and everyone. So Adam's choice disturbed mankind's relationship with God. But the extent of the disturbance was not clear until God spelled it out in the details to Moses. So the law pointed to man's problem of being separated from God because of sin. And it was not made widely known until God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments and all the 613 other laws were given to Moses to point out to man his sinfulness and his need for a savior. This was the purpose of the law. Let me read on. So death, this huge abyss separating us from God, Dominated the landscape from Adam to Moses. Even those who didn't sin precisely as Adam did by disobeying a specific command. He was told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Still had to experience the termination of a life. This separation from God. Hallelujah. What does sin do? Separate us from God. What is death biblically? A separation from God. What are the wages of sin? Death. With his death, a separation from God. But Adam, who got us into this, also points ahead to the one who will get us out of it. So there's a sin problem. The law was meant to point that out in black and white. But over the thousands of years, even today in Christianity, we're still trying to reconnect with God through rule-keeping. Through traditions, which traditions in and themselves are not bad, but when we use them to try to reconnect with God, that's, that's not the purpose of them. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go on to our next slide. Amen. The sin nature. So there's the sin problem and there's the sin nature. What is your nature? It's your will, your intellect, and your emotions. It is your personality. It is your soul. So my will, my intellect, my emotions, my personality, my soul, impacted by sin. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide. Romans 8 and 7. Amen. This is Paul talking about it. He said, the mind, I'm reading from the New International Readers. I mean, uh, I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version now. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul says here, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. So h- h- how are we going to keep the rules or the law through our flesh? And this is what we've attempted to do, even it's snuck into Christianity. How do are we rule keepers out of our flesh when it's hallelujah? The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law, nor can it do it so. Next slide, verse 8. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So we're all human, we're all in the flesh, and we've all tried to keep rules or laws, like the Ten Commandments. But God saying if we're in the flesh, A, we can't submit to him, and we can't please him. We got a dilemma. I was a rule-keeping dude. Trying to keep them rules. Trying to do the right thing. Trying to be a good guy. And it brought me to the brink of entertaining suicidal thoughts. Let's look at a definition here. Next slide. Flesh. We're not really talking about the body here. What is flesh? Amen. It's a Greek word because we're coming out of the uh, the New Testament portion of the Bible. So it's a word called soxé. Flesh. It's mere human nature the earthly nature of man apart from divine influence and therefore prone to sin and opposed to God. Our flesh is opposed to God. Our human nature is opposed to God. It's selfish. It wants its own way. Hallelujah. Making decisions, actions according to self. I.e. done apart from faith. It I'm doing things apart from faith. Hallelujah. Independent from God's in working. When I'm in the flesh, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm being led by God. I'm not being inspired by God. I'm doing it out of my own choice. I'm about to turn the corner here. How can we, if we are imperfect, if we're in the flesh, govern ourselves we can't we have chaos going on as you see in the world as you see on tv oh but this is america we're going to hallelujah. we're going to rise above this we always have this It's, it's, it's 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 rhetoric it's propaganda And what it's really saying is that we don't need God. We can rule ourselves. Listen, we need government. Government, hallelujah, helps keep things in order. I'm not talking about, I'm not for anarchy. I'm not for chaos. What I'm saying is what we see around us, if we want to look at it, is man's attempt to live independently of God. And as you can see on TV, it does not work. You don't need me to tell you that. You see it happening on TV. It does not work. I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm not telling you, know, you know, we have this right. Exercise your right. You know, I guess you got to choose the lesser two evils. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But man is inherently evil. This is one question that we have to deal with. Amen. Do you believe man's inherently evil or do you believe man's inherently good? I had to come to the place where I, I understood that in my flesh I was evil and could not have a relationship with God based on my own religious efforts. Let me go on with this definition. It says about the, the flesh or All right. It says, thus, what is of the flesh carnal is by definition displeasing to the Lord. Un aided human effort. Man was never meant to live independent of God. I.e. decisions, actions that originate from self or are empowered by self. This is carnal of the flesh and proceeds out of the untouched, unchanged part of us. I.e. what is not transformed by God. Hallelujah. Let me say this. It'll get me in trouble. Amen. But through my studies, I realized that from a Jewish point of view, they don't believe that man is fallen. Why they are a rule-keeping society, amen, is because they believe they're not fallen, amen, and that they can keep the law and thus be pleasing to God. Now, this obviously has seeped into the church, amen, and we, hallelujah, I know, let me speak for me. I can't speak for you. I believed that I could work my way into heaven, hallelujah, but there's a problem with that. The moment you mess up, amen, hallelujah, then you've lost heaven. If you're going to work your way into heaven, there is no grace. There's no second chance. You're lost. God knows that. But we as human beings, we struggle with it because there's something about us that, that needs to earn our own way, to make our own way. You know, how many posts have I seen on social media where people are showing you how wonderful they are and what they're doing to be so pleasing to God? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 n- it's not biblical. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's impossible for me in my flesh. And I was, this is why I was frustrated. This is why I came to the place of entertaining suicidal thoughts. I came to the end of myself that I could not earn heaven through my own good works. Picking up people from the airport. You know, sometimes I wouldn't even go. I get off from work, drive to Queens, park in some neighborhood near LaGuardia Airport. And then go pick up the bishop. Pick up the apostle. and I was so pleased with myself. I'm going to make it to heaven this way. I'm going to earn the role of being an ordained elder. I'm going to get my own church. I got everything I wanted It led me To suicidal thoughts. Because I didn't understand my own fallenness. Hallelujah. Apart from God's inworking, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide. Amen. You know that even the apostle Paul struggled in his flesh? This writer of 13 or maybe 14, if you include Hebrew, uh, uh, books of the New Testament struggled in his flesh. Why? Because he was human just like you and me. dealt with the same things like you and me. You've heard me say this before. The most mature people I've seen is Christians who recognize their own imperfection and their need for God. The most mature people I've seen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide. Amen. Verse, uh, Chapter 7, verse 17. Let's look at how Paul has struggled in his flesh. He says, as he speaks to the Romans, he says, but I need something more. For I know that the law, for I know the law, but still can't keep it. This is Paul. I know the law. I know the Ten Commandments, but I still can't keep it. And if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I'm reading from the Message Bible, by the way. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. And Does it sound familiar? It sounds like my life. Uh-huh. Sounds like what I've been through. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. Next slide, please. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. (laughs) The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it is pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. Listen, God told me to use this version, amen. I don't often use the version of the Message Bible, amen. But it makes it clear to our modern minds what's going on here. Hallelujah. Next slide. Paul says, I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? Anybody struggled in their walk with God? God. Anybody struggle as a Christian? Anybody smile, amen, hallelujah, to all those around you, but you're going through on the inside. Anybody never felt, ever felt like not coming to church, not felt like praising God? felt like you were a failure, you keep messing up, you keep backsliding, hallelujah, glory to God, you keep sleeping around, amen, you keep taking that drug, hallelujah, you keep cursing, amen, you keep messing up over and over again. Paul had his own struggles. God knows I had my own struggles. I was trying to be a Christian out of my own wherewithal. And I was ready to quit being a Christian, although I was an ordained pastor of my own church. Because I was still living my life with the philosophy of rule keeping. I'm not talking about being reckless, y'all. I'm not talking about being having an anarchy. I'm not talking about a crazy, just reckless society. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about trusting in myself. Here's a bold statement. My wife should not trust me around other women. Oh, he's a good man. He wouldn't do that. Don't trust me. Don't trust me. I have a sin nature. I have to trust him. Now, sisters in the church, don't get upset. I'm not coming after you. Hallelujah. I'm leaning on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But every time you see a preacher boast about how holy he is or she is, they're in danger. That's the one, hallelujah, you need to be careful of. The one that keeps saying how wonderful they are, that's who you need to be careful of because those are the ones that are putting themselves in position to fail. Hallelujah. Let me say this, brothers, if you can identify with me. Hallelujah. When I'm around a pretty lady, amen, I try to keep my distance. I try to bring up my wife's name often. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I don't put myself in a position, amen, to be tempted. Hallelujah. Why? Because I know that I have a sin nature. I don't put myself in those positions. Hallelujah. And it's not a... Reflection on my lack of righteousness, amen, hallelujah. My righteous standing before God, hallelujah. It's an understanding, amen, of who I am and what I need to be, hallelujah, and and what position I need to be in, hallelujah, for God to have his way in my life. What did Paul say? Flee also, you for lust. I mean, run! Sometimes you got to run. Got to run! What did Joseph do? He ran! Gotta run! Same thing, ladies, don't trust yourself. You know your type. You've picked that type more than once. You know what makes your knees buckle, run! Well, I don't want to be lonely. Sometimes there's suffering to do the right thing. But when you have that relationship with Jesus, amen, hallelujah, he smooths it out. Amen. Doesn't mean there won't be any suffering. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Hallelujah. Because we all want to be in a relationship. Let's just be real. We were made for relationships. We were made to be social. We were made for all these things. Amen. It's just that we can't trust ourselves to do it. We've got to be led by God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's get to our point here. Amen. Next slide. How can the Christian life be lived? We all want to be Christians. We're here. We're in church. We're in a small church. Be more comfortable to be at home. Then come out in the cold. Might be better to be in a big mega church, amen, where, you know, everything's established already. They have a a basketball court for the teenagers. Have video games. They have this, that, the other. They have all kind of ministries that I could go to and learn and and, and things like that. Hallelujah. You know, we're here for a reason. We're here because God led us here. Amen. So how can the Christian life be Lived. Amen. Next slide. We're going to go to Galatians 5.16. How can we live this Christian life? Many of us have been putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, like me. Remember when I got the call to the ministry at 19? I kept telling my mother, I got to make this call. I got to do all I got to do to make this call. I got to pull out the potential that's in me and make this call. And She was like, relax, man. Let God do it. I didn't know how to relax. Galatians 5.16. We're going back to this grace versus law book. Amen. This is Paul again. He says, my counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. I'm reading the message Bible again. Let God's spirit have his way in you. Let me stop here for a second. Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that we are a new creature. Behold, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You and I as Christians are actually a new type of being. The Spirit of God, a portion of the Spirit of God has taken residence in your human spirit, your life force inside of you. We're no longer separated from God. God lives inside of you. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are a new creature. We work differently now. We have an ability to be motivated, to be animated, to be empowered by the Spirit of God to live. Amen. Let me go on before I get too far ahead of myself. Hallelujah. It says, hallelujah, then you won't feed the compulsion of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with a free spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit. So there's a root of self-interest in each one of us, seven billion of us on the planet. Adam's sin was really, I want to live independent of you, God. I want to do it on my own. I want to go dolo. I want to go solo. I don't need you, God. I can do this on my own. I can even please you on my own. Keep your spirit. I don't need it. We wonder why there's a big thing in the church, amen, big split in the church about the Holy Ghost. Oh, that was for the apostles. It's not for now. It's really man trying to justify I'll be holy on my own, which is a big joke. Let me read this again. For there's a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with a free spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Just as the free spirit or the Holy Spirit is incapable of is incompatible, excuse me, with selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical. Hallelujah. Selfishness and being led by the Holy Spirit. Don't go, don't mix. So that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way. According to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law dominated existence. It's about surrender. Do I think I can live this life independent of God? Or will I surrender fully to the leading, guiding, and empowerment of the Holy Spirit? This is how you live as a Christian. When you allow the whole, see, we, we, we just relegate the Holy Spirit to dancing, having a good time. That, that's, that's what we call the Holy Spirit. But his job is to live the holy life in us, but he being a gentleman will not force it upon you. You must allow him. You must give him permission to do it. Could he overpower you? Yes, he could, but that's not what he chooses to do. Could God have made Adam do what he wanted to do in the garden? Yes, he could have, but that's not what he chose to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he loved him, he wanted Adam to make a choice. And because he loves us, he wants us to make a choice. Will we, even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, ignore him or quench the spirit? Or will we allow him to have his way? I was guilty of quenching the spirit. Because I'm going to prove to God that I'm righteous. And I failed miserably. Hallelujah. This church is, is God. My ministry is God. When I say my ministry is what I actually do. I'm not talking about this church is not my ministry. This church is God's ministry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's all God. Begins with him and ends with him. The author and finished my faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. How do I live as a Christian? I, I understand my own weakness, my own sinfulness, and I say, Lord, have your way. Mm-hmm. Have your way. I know what it's like to be pastoring a church without the Holy Ghost. And it is miserable. Miserable. Yeah, there was a few prophecies here few prophecies there that came to pass but there was no fulfillment from within because basically I was saying God I'm going to start my own church and I'm going to show you I can do it and it didn't work my God then God gives me the grace message no God they're all going to reject me Nobody's going to want to receive this. It's so foreign to what they've been taught, what I've been taught. I don't want to preach this grace message. Do it anyway. (sighs) Oh, you know, sometimes let me be real transparent with you. Sometimes I don't want to pray because I don't want to hear what God has to say to me. Because he's always going to tell me the truth. He's not mean with it, but he's direct. He's always going to tell me the truth. And guess what? He never tells me about other people. He tells me about me. He doesn't go around telling me about all y'all or what you're doing. He tells me about me. And I either receive it, take my little medicine, (laughs) and become better for it, or I stop pouting and act like a child. (laughs) Hallelujah. God's always going to tell you the truth, y'all. He loves you. He's telling you the truth for your own benefit, though. Next slide, please. Saints, the divine nature of God is active in the believer by way of the Holy Spirit. So the divine will, intellect, emotions, plan of God is active in the believer, believer in Christ, by way of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. Hallelujah. It says, says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version now, hallelujah, the work which his presence within accomplishes, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love. Where is the source of true love? The Holy Spirit, amen, joy, hallelujah, peace, patience, even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness. Benevolence, being generous, faithfulness. Hallelujah. Next slide. Verse 23. Gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such there is no law that can bring a charge. All this is by way of the Holy Spirit. The work which the Holy Spirit accomplishes inside of us are the fruit of the Spirit. Or living the Christian life. Brother Pastor, how do you how do you forgive this person? How do you love this person? This the whole I don't. It's the Holy Ghost. You're so nice. It's not me. It's the Holy Ghost. I feel like telling somebody off. I feel like cursing somebody else. It's the Holy Ghost. I feel like eating till I become four hundred pounds. It's the Holy Ghost. One point in my life, I would have been the biggest player. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Ghost. How come you're such a good husband? It's the Holy Ghost. You're such a good father. Thank you, Lord. It's the Holy Ghost. Because being in myself, I'm a mess. I'm irresponsible. I'm selfish. I want my own way. I want to control. I want to dominate. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to pay bills. But it's the Holy Ghost. It's how I live as a Christian. It's how we all should live as Christians. Hallelujah. I'm saying this very lovingly. Everyone that is struggling As a Christian, the root is, will I submit to God or not? Will I allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in my life? My struggle is, I want to do what I want to do. But we don't want to deal with that truth. My struggle is, And this is where I had to get to. I didn't want to submit to God. His way. I wanted to do do what I wanted to do. I wanted to serve him how I wanted to serve him. But he had a different plan. I wanted to marry who I wanted to marry. I wanted to live where I wanted to live. You know, in 1994, we almost moved to North Carolina. Holy Ghost wouldn't allow it. That's what I wanted to do. My friend was there. It was warm. There were houses I felt like I could afford. That's not how the Spirit was leading me. I'm not against people moving. Hey, do what you want to do. I'm talking about me. Didn't lead me that way. I remember before I moved to Texas, I was looking at the houses online in Texas. And look, these are things I can afford now. God, you're so good. Get me out of here. I hate New York. Mm-hmm. That was me. There was no Holy Ghost in it. Amen. Let's go to the next slide, verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature. You understand that there's a godless human nature inside of you that has to be identified first. You keep telling yourself you're a good person. You're not identifying the godless, sinless nature that we all deal with. And from my ranks, a lot of preachers are like this. I want to tell you how holy they are. No brother tell me your struggles. I'll trust you if you tell me your struggles. And that your need for the Holy Spirit. No sister tell me about your struggles. And I know that you know that you need to depend on the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say? Blessed are the poor in spirit. He called it for what it was. (laughs) When you understand your fallenness. Then you will lean on me. Hallelujah. Let me go back to the beginning of verse twenty four. And those who belong to Christ Jesus the Messiah have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. Next slide, verse 25. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit we have if by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, if by the Holy Spirit we have our life. Our life in God, let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. That's why I said our struggle is whether we want to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I was fine with being religious, I was fine with eventually answering my call. But my thing was, I'm not ready to submit to the Holy Spirit. Because this is my life, and I'm going to do what I want to do. I want to move to Texas, I'm moving to Texas. And saints out there, if you're really for Texas, amen, I love Texas, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. It has nothing to do with Texas, it has everything to do with me not obeying the leading of the Spirit of God, amen. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, next time I'm in Texas, amen, please make me a nice meal. Hallelujah. Anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next slide, verse 26. Let us not become vainglorious or into empty glory and self-conceited, thinking all about ourselves. Competitive. Ooh, if I saw another preacher that, had, was, that I felt was more advanced than me, I was competitive. Challenge, not trusting in God. Challenging and provoking and irritating to one another. Envying and being jealous of one another. I was jealous of other preachers. Oh, they have church with this many people. They must be making good money. They're driving a nice car. They have on nice suits. This is my fallen nature. I would deny it. I would say, no, this is the devil sending me these thoughts. No, these were my thoughts, (laughs) these were my insecurities. This was my fallenness. and I was an ordained preacher yet still human and did not allow the Holy Spirit to have free course. I would read all this when I would think about other people, not myself. Mm -hmm. I would, oh, they need to do this. I'm good. They need to do this. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're almost done. When we as believers acknowledge our inability, acknowledge our inability, I spelled that wrong, to live the Christian life through our fallen human nature, we allow God to be strong in us. Let me read that one more time. When we as believers acknowledge our inability, and I spelled it wrong, to live the Christian life through our fallen human nature, we allow God to be strong in us. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. I'm reading for the New Living Translation. God's picked out all these verses, amen, and these translations, amen, to best communicate the original Greek to us today. Hallelujah. So that we can understand. Amen. So it reads 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Hallelujah. This is uh, Paul when he was praying to God to take away the infirmity that he was dealing with. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. I had a hard time with this scripture. My your grace is all I need. No, all I need is money. All I need is to hit the lotto. That was my thought when I read this. No, y- yeah, this is nice. It's in this Bible. But, you know, Lord, give me, let, help me hit the lotto. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. In other words, my power works best when you understand that you are weak. You are human. That you have an inability to live holy or to live the divine life on your own, no matter what rules you know. My power works best in weakness. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why you hear me pray every time. Hallelujah. I'm about to preach, Lord God. The task you've given me is too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Have your way through me. Pastor the church. You are the good shepherd, not me. You are good, hallelujah. Help me be good to my wife. Help me ha- be good to my wife through me. Be good to my children through me. Help me be a good son to my mother and father, hallelujah. Help me do a great job at work. Do it through me. I can't do it. It's an issue particularly with men, amen. We look at our bodies and how strong we are and the capabilities we have, hallelujah, and we shut God out. Because I got it. Saints, you don't know how many men have put me to the side crying because they're going through something. They wouldn't want you to know. They wouldn't want you to see it. But I've seen men broken. And obviously, no, I've been broken. How can I be made in God's image and likeness? And just tell God, I got it. You can can sit on the sideline, God. I got it. I got it. I don't have it. Hallelujah. Let's look at a quick definition. We're almost done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. It says power, strength. Hallelujah. This this, uh, version of the Bible says power, but the King James says strength. So my power, my strength is made perfect in Weakness. It says uh, the strength is dunamis in the Greek, this word. Dunamis is ability to perform. Dunamis for believers is the power to achieve by applying the Lord's inherent abilities. I can preach this message because of God's inherent abilities. Hallelujah. I'm just a mouthpiece. He puts the thoughts in my head. He motivates. He Hallelujah is the inspiration for the message. Amen. Hallelujah. The power to achieve by applying the Lord's inherent abilities. Power through God's ability. Hallelujah. Some might call it the anointing. Is needed in every scene of life to really grow in sanctification. How can I live holy by way of God's power? the holy spirit notice he's called the holy spirit or the holy ghost i can't live holy without him it's impossible i can't be a christian without him or I can't live the christian life without him so young people let me deal with y'all for a second hallelujah you don't have to raise your hand you don't even have to do anything amen Hallelujah! how many fake christians have you seen How many times have you said to me, oh, they're really Christians? I just saw them doing that. You know why they're doing that? Because they're trying to do it in their own strengths, y'all. We were never meant to live this Christian life in our own strength. It is the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Amen. It's not about speaking in tongues. I mean, I speak in tongues. You heard me today. It's not about the dance. I dan- I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big dancer, but I've danced. Amen. I shout. I do all these things. Hallelujah. But the Holy Spirit's job, hallelujah, is to help us to live this Christian life. That's his main function. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So All the fakeness you've seen is because really, I'm going to admit something to you, young people. Hallelujah. Although we are older than you, we have the same maturity you do. Really, we're children too. Please keep respecting us. Please listen to good advice from us. We love you. But we got our own issues. We need Jesus as much as you do. Amen, by way of the Holy Spirit. Let me wind this up, amen. Next, next and last slide, conclusion. Say it's impossible to live the Christian life through our sinful human nature. Hallelujah. So what would that mean, amen? To keep the rules and the laws of God and think we are be- to become uh, righteous on our own. Only Christ can live the Christian life. Only Christ can live the Christian life. And he lives it through the believer that recognizes his or her own fallen nature and allows the spirit of Christ, that's spelled again wrong, sorry, the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through him or her. Only Christ can live the Christian life. If you're struggling with that, I want to encourage you to go into prayer. I want to encourage you to read the scriptures. I want to encourage you to look at the examples of the Old Testament saints. Each one of them had struggles. As much as we love David and say David's a man after God's own heart, David had a lot of struggles. David even had one of his good friends killed because he wanted his wife. David allowed one of his sons to rape one of his daughters. David had some issues. Moses killed a man. They're human we need God's help. can't navigate this life on our own. Every preacher you've seen fall and there's been a ton of them have tried to do it without God's help. Adam tried to do it without. God's help. We need the Holy Ghost. You know, God said so, you know, this, this job I'm in right now is the first promotion I've ever gotten. I'm 51 years old. You know what God said to me? You couldn't have handled it before. You couldn't have manage the people that work underneath you before. Lord, I've been praying for raises. I've been praying for this for a long time. I said, but you're finally at the place in life where now you can handle it. because you. you know, what did I do every day? Lord, I declare your favor with this person. I declare your favor with that person. I declare your favor with this. Father God, strengthen me in that. Before, I would have done it out of my own strength. I'm the boss. You need to listen to me. And we know that does not work with human beings. (laughs) The young people will definitely, the young people got different view on life. Amen. They're not trying to hear that. They're they're not trying to hear any of that. They will tell you where to go. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Hallelujah. Let me finish this conclusion. Hallelujah. Saints, religious behavior through... Religious behavior, though often well intentioned, I had good intentions, but I just didn't understand the Bible narrative. Hallelujah. Prohibits the Holy Spirit from executing the life of Christ in the believer. My religious behavior prohibited the Holy Spirit from having his way in me. When you're strong, the Holy Spirit is going to take, take a step back. He still lives inside of you, he's not going anywhere. But he's just, okay, you got it then. The demon is the one that forces his will upon you, not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He is a gentleman. He is God. So every time I attempted to be pleasing to God, I was telling the Holy Spirit, I don't need you. Only a believer that acknowledges his will or her inability, I spelled it right here, hallelujah, to live the Christian life through their own good efforts will allow the Holy Spirit the liberty to live the life of Christ in him or her. What is the purpose of me preaching this today? Amen, hallelujah. God wants to help us. This is God's church. If we really want to be real, we are his people. God understands our personal struggles and he also knows the dilemma that we all have faced because of our religious teachings to we want to be pleasing to God. Even our praise and worship, amen, hallelujah, we're trying to so impress God with how loud we sing or what kind of dance we have or we're so trying to impact him That we lose sight that this is a relationship, hallelujah, and that we're singing a love song to the lover of our souls. Hallelujah. Those services, amen, where the praise and worship leader stops everything and rebukes everybody because they've not been pleasing to God. That's not hallelujah. that's, 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 That's not New Testament. Stop the service. Let's sing it again. As well-intentioned as the leader is, the praise and worship leader or the pastor, whoever did that, amen, or myself, because I did that during praise and worship rehearsal myself. I did it during choir rehearsal myself, and I apologize. Uh, Sister Ida was there. Sister Ida, I am so sorry. In my attempt, and she was probably like, boy, you know, I would just slap you in the face. But anyway, <laughs> and you ain't getting no cheese biscuits, amen. Anyway. I am hungry. Anyway, (laughs) I'll admit that. I'm hungry and I want some cheese biscuits. Anyway, in my desire, in my well-intentioned desire to do the right thing, I was in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Our next level, saints, is just letting the Holy Spirit have his way. Mm -hmm. Our success as a church is when we're all on the same page, allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way, what to give, what to do, how to do it, what to say. And when we feel those impulses in us to the contrary, recognizing that this is me, not God. God, what would you have me to do? Not my will, but that will be done. Christ had human nature it was not fallen it was a perfect human nature but even him in the garden of gethsemane was like i don't want to do this i don't want to die on the cross but not my will thy will be done hallelujah that's next level in your own personal walk with him and the church's impact on the community Hallelujah. This is something I didn't want to hear, but God told me. He said, how you will be successful as a leader in your new position is serve the people underneath you. Stop trying to promote your agenda for the job and seek what's in everyone's best interest that works underneath you. How can you serve as pastor? Seek what is in the best interest in my will for those that are underneath you. Amen. Hallelujah. If you notice, amen, it's not about you coming here to serve me and giving me uh, every year birthday gifts and, 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 and uh, celebrations and all that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's about how can I serve you? I get mine from the Lord. Yes, that includes him moving on people and people blessing me. Yes, it includes that. Amen. But it's not about manipulation. Hallelujah. So our place as we move forward, amen, this small group of people, amen, because let's be honest, most Christians don't want to hear this, what I just shared today, because you're comfortable where you're comfortable. That our place moving forward and having success is allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. Amen. I'm done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ, and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, You are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.